0: We cover a lot of ground this week. First, did you know there's a freckle fad? I didn't. Then we talk about appropriating appropriation. And ugly dicks. And some dude back in 1990 with a cigar fetish. And before you know it, there's bananas in the blender. And if that's not enough, and you'd think it would be, This week in self-care, we're talking about giving yourself pleasure. But not like that. Welcome to Pitney and Amelia's Bitchin' Boutique! We may be awful... But, but
1: we're, we're right. right. Okay, so about a week ago, mm-hmm. in the car, I was listening to NPR, of course.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I had heard, and I meant to look this guy's name up, and I didn't. And But whatever, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it was an interview that he had written about the history of makeup on men.
0: Oh, okay. And, which is
1: really interesting, right? Yeah. And, you know, I love makeup. I'm all about makeup. And, you know, if I had blemishes or something, you could bet your sweet ass that I would do makeup.
0: But, of course, you are, you know, you are notoriously blemish-free. Yes. but And, and flawless. Well, yes. <laughs>
1: But it was interesting, (laughs) and I mean, but he was such, he's also an influencer Um, and a big old queen, so in the context of something that was an interesting topic, his personality was also kind of intolerable, right?
0: Oh my, oh God. And so while
1: I was interested, it sort of made me roll my eyes, right? And he was just talking about this book and how... Oh, you know, makeup has always been on men, you know, both men and women and blah, blah, blah. And he wants to make makeup on men mainstream and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, well, that's sort of interesting. I was kind of rolling my eyes. So anyway, never thought about it again. Forgot about it. Mm -hmm. The other night when I was coming back from work, it was Friday night. And, you know, Friday night at 11. It's not exactly prime time to listen to NPR. So they do repeats. Okay. So there was the same guy, the same interview, but it was later on in the interview, right?
0: Oh, my God. I, I hate to interrupt, but is your window open? Yes. Okay. it's. I'm, I'm just hearing your wind chimes. It's fine. I just I just want to, if the listeners hear wind chimes, I don't want them to be like, where the hell is he? Yeah, and That's I'm sorry, it's
1: so freaking hot that I can't, yeah. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> But mom's going to leave for church in a little bit so I can close it and turn the AC on. But right now I can't.
0: Hooray! (laughs) Hooray!
1: (laughs) So anyway, so I was listening to the repeat, you know. So I heard a later part of this, this interview with this guy. And... You know, and it was like, oh, my God, it was just cringeworthy to me. And he was like, well, I just love skin. And I grew up loving skin. And it doesn't matter what color or uptight, I even love acne because I love skin. And I was just like, oh, my God, you were so fucking lame and so stupid.
0: But But he's not a dermatologist or anything. It's not. He just likes makeup.
1: Oh, yeah, and he was talking about, you know, the different glows and the different, oh, my God, it was so stupid. But what got me, (sighs) which I thought that you would think this was funny, because I think we've talked about this particular thing before. Oh, God. You know, and he was like, well, and I am just a big fan of, you know, the freckle trend in makeup that's been popular for the last couple years. Freckles are a trend and apparently freckles just exist. and I oh had God. mentioned that to Marie <laughs> not knowing this and she was like oh yeah that's like a big trend now is to put on like fake freckles and I was like well I don't know that. But if I see it's freckles, I
0: assume peep, someone just has freckles. Why am I going to assume that someone's putting on fake freckles? That's I, stupid.
1: Yeah, but apparently that's a thing now. But what cracked me up and what I thought was going to make you laugh uh, was okay,
0: okay. he said,
1: wow, and I just think the freckle trend is just great and I love it. But you know, it's very concerning. Is there outrage within the freckle community? <laughs> I am not fucking kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god.
1: The freckle community.
0: (laughs) That is the stupidest thing. Okay, can we outlaw the word community? It's I'm so tired of community. I know because we
1: I know that in the in the past we've made fun of the blah 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 community, and I can't even remember the things we've made fun of. But it's so stupid sometimes. It's
0: lost all meaning. <laughs> it has lost all meaning. It's like. He, it's it's, a, it's only a community if it's actually a community. Just because there's a group of people who, have, who share a characteristic doesn't mean they are a community.
1: Yeah, but apparently oh there's outspoken members of the freckle community that are outraged by this makeup trend because it's appropriating their thing. Oh my God and that kind of might go in with sort of like that whole I'm better than you influencer culture shit maybe I don't know
0: I think I think it's people oh my god I you know what I okay there okay appropriation just automatically gets into a scary area because I've often I've often wondered about Like, for example, the hipster culture where you, where like the hipster thing of drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon and wearing trucker hats and like work and like, you know, Dickie's work shirts. And it's like, don't you goddamn dare to pretend to be a blue collar, you know, poor, you know you're, you're literally appropriating like redneck culture and poor, poor white trash culture. And it's like, but that, but no one considers that appro cultural appropriation. Oh, right. Right. You know, <laughs> it's like, if you're appropriating pale red headed freckled skin appearance, like every, you know, people like, okay yeah i used to dye my hair red because i always felt ripped off because i always felt like i should have been a redhead because the reason why i was blonde was because i had a redheaded grandmother that you know we had just this entire generation of nothing but blondes in my family because uh, we all had a redheaded grandmother but
1: think of how much that must have upset the ginger community
0: Exactly, because clearly the ginger community was like, oh, look at her thinking she's one of us. Now, the fact that I'm extremely pale and I burst into flames if I walk outside, irrelevant, because I'm not naturally ginger. I mean, oh, freckle community.
1: It's so funny. But then the other thing about, like, appropriation. Has
0: anyone checked with Morgan Freeman as a member of the freckle community? Because he oh is a my member god,
1: we need community. we need to get him on he the is show. He's so
0: a member. He is he's a very prominent member of the Freckle community.
1: We need to get him on the show just for one minute.
0: Just to and just be how, like how
1: what freckle. is your feeling on the Freckle community?
0: <laughs> and and the Freckle Trend. And he'd be like, What fucking Freckle Trend? I don't even know what you're talking about. And then he'd be like, What freckle community? There is no fucking Freckle community. What's wrong with you?
1: Isn't that a hoot, though?
0: That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. God, people yeah. are
1: stupid. Oh, my God. But then speaking of that, that reminds me of this is ironic oh, my to God. ask before, your before, opinion. Though,
0: before I do want to say, though, I will say that when I when I turned 40, um, I sort of became a member of the freckle community because out of nowhere, <laughs> my skin erupted in freckles. Not on my face, but the, my entire body was covered in freckles and my doctor when I asked him like how come all of a sudden I'm just because I they used to call them age spots but now they just call them freckles
1: oh yeah and I
0: was like what the hell like all of a sudden I turned into <clears> my <throat> mother like I'm covered in little brown spots and he goes welcome to your 40s and uh, I was like uh, I was like is this I, I was like these are freckles though right I mean this isn't anything. Cause like they weren't, I, I was like one day they weren't there and the next day they were like, it was, it, it was insane. And he was just like, nope, that's just, uh, that's just sun exposure. That's just freckles. You know, welcome to your forties.
1: Yeah. Oh, So I, I guess,
0: I guess, um, I guess, uh, without realizing it, I became part of the freckle community <laughs> against my will. I, I should probably Like, you know, tell people every time I I meet a freckled person on the street, I should make sure that they know that I'm not appropriating, (laughs) that I naturally became, (laughs) against my will, a member of their community.
1: Oh, so funny. (sighs) Do you remember last week I had made all those smudge sticks
0: Oh, oh, when you took that class. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because I'd gone over to that woman's house, and I got all this stuff, and blah, and what blah, blah, were, blah, blah. What were they,
0: what, now, what kind did you make? Because I know that they were teaching different kinds. I had
1: two kinds of sage, two mm-hmm. kinds of lavender, and rosemary. Mm-hmm. And I just sort of mix-mashed it all together, and it was really cool.
0: Well, it all smells good, so. yeah.
1: But so I was like reading stuff about, you know, not about smudge sticks, but like making smudge sticks and right. different ways of tying them because I've seen them done so many different ways and, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. But on one particular thing that I was on about making smudge sticks, And that was like a pagan-oriented group, because that's where I'm going to gravitate to, because that's me, right?
0: Well, and that's the reason why you're doing it. You're not doing it to, you know, you're not making potpourri. You're using it for ritual purposes. Yeah.
1: So there was this big argument in the comments.
0: Oh, God, I can can see where this is going. Oh, yeah. This big
1: argument. And the person that started this argument... Was a white female member of the pagan community.
0: Of course
1: it was. Who had nothing to do with the Native American community. Of
0: course. And
1: was going on. I think it's just terrible that the pagans, we always say it's smudging. And we use sage and we say that it's smudge sticks. This isn't smudging.
0: Yeah, this you're not is, allowed to call it smudging. You have to call it something else. This is Native
1: American appropriation.
0: Yeah. You have to have a different word for it because if you call it smudging, you're appropriating. Oh, I've yeah. That and
1: she would not shut the fuck up. And there was all these people arguing her. And there was all, like, these links that people were posting about this thing called smudging. And even though you call it what you will... It exists in so many different cultures and so many does. different religions forever, and it's not appropriating Native American culture. It, it is what it is.
0: Right, exactly. It's
1: like a universal thing that's just For somehow the been of done. Earth
0: is a very very common thing all over the world. Yes.
1: And, but anyway, oh my God, it was like, I was just, I did not even engage. And I was just like, I don't know who this bitch is, but fuck her. And she's probably friends with Z Budapest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think Z Budapest and Birch Moon Woman know each other?
1: (laughs) Oh my God, they're probably lovers.
0: Oh my God.
1: Actually, no, I think Z is, Z is straight, actually. Oh, really? And she probably, I don't know, I would imagine she's probably homophobic, too. I don't know. I don't know of any evidence oh, God, of that, probably. but it wouldn't surprise me. But anyway, anyway. Probably. But yeah, I just wanted to say oh, that God. about appropriation, because I just read that, and I was just like, oh, please, when will and it end? it's aggravating,
0: because appropriation exists, but just because just because you learn the word appropriation doesn't mean you get to run around and point at everything you see and go appropriation, appropriation. It's like sometimes people just like a thing and appreciate it or incorporate something into their personal style or whatever. And it doesn't mean if you do it and pretend you invented it, that's not you know like if yeah. you think if you want to walk around and pretend like bo derrick invented cornrows then you're an asshole but you oh, yeah. know then you then you have no sense of how the world works or whatever but or if you want to be like you know oh i i invented this um part- you know this particular way of painting or this way of weaving fabric or it's like no you didn't you you saw someone else doing it and you copied them that's appropriation. If you appreciate, like I have, you know, right, you know, in my house, I have textiles that I bought in Guatemala because they're fucking beautiful. Yeah. And because I love things from that part of the world, I love Mesoamerican art and art, you know, and, and they're, their weaving work and they're, needlework and things like that and I love that shit and I went there and I bought things from them and you know
1: yeah exactly
0: and if someone was to come in and say oh well you're obviously you know you shouldn't be allowed to have that hanging up in your house fuck you I bought it from an artisan who fucking made it it's like fuck you I, you know Uh, why why are they it's not just a oh sell shit to tourists it's like no I actually this is like what I this is one of many things that I love, but I genuinely yeah. love it. It's not the same thing as being just some some hippie chick who bought a friendship bracelet on the drag,
1: yeah, it's yeah. not
0: the same thing, you know, oh my God, yeah,
1: you know, and it what what amuses me about it is like the people that bitch about that are also so much the hyper pc. Global community, people, we're all one.
0: There it's you a go.
1: Global community, we should all share.
0: Right. So... Yeah. how do you how do you combine those two ideas? How are we all one big global community, and yet stay in your fucking lane and don't you dare share ideas or share art or. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. I don't and understand. I mean, any I mean of that. why
1: not talk about, you know, like, why, why don't you just ban all fusion cuisine because you're appropriating other cultures?
0: Yeah. It's like, well, I you mean, know, you're a white person, therefore you need to eat nothing but boiled, spiceless chicken for the rest of your life because if you're a white person, you need to eat bland food. Yeah. Because oh, only it's... only non white people eat food that's worth eating
1: it's so stupid anyway
0: oh my god yeah on no forever
1: shit. but we don't need to because oh my god it's stupid
0: oh my god yeah yeah but that's, that, that just
1: that's, dawned yeah. on me the utter hypocrisy of these people bitching about that are usually the same people that are talking about we're all one and we're a global community and we need to share resources and share money and share food but don't you dare share, share anything meaningful or artistic. Right. You know. And don't you dare <laughs> have a
0: religious belief that wasn't what you were brought up in. Don't you dare like s- search the world for meaning because don't don't look beyond your doorstep. Don't look beyond your own backyard for anything more meaningful because it's all, you know, it's like, no, fuck
1: you. Yeah, that's really interesting. I never thought about that before. But anyway, I wonder what Birch would say.
0: It's because apparently the natural state of humanity is to be a goddamn hypocrite. That is is the universe. Hypocrisy is the universal truth.
1: I think so. I think so.
0: when you become a cult leader, and we all we all know that that is the eventuality—that someday that that your cult will be about <laughs> the hypocrisy of humanity.
1: <laughs> oh yes,
0: the the, uh, the arrogance of inanimate objects and the hypocrisy of humanity.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Well, hello, America, and thanks for coming. My name's Seth. What's yours? Hey, it's Jamal. And Stony. Have you ever had drag race withdrawal? You know the symptoms. Not enough glitter, eyelashes not staying glued down, and that red itchy rash that just won't go away. Uh, you should see a doctor for that. And the only prescription for your blues is more Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. With at least 150 podcasts, seven seasons of Drag Race coverage under our belt, and topical queer discussions, there's a little bit for everyone here. That's right. We're even featured on Cosmopolitan's list of top seven RuPaul's Drag Race podcasts that spill the hottest tea. Join us every week as we bring you a fun recap of the latest episode of whatever season we're covering. It'll make you feel like you're back on the couch discussing the latest episode of Drag Race with all your friends. Stop by
1: thanksforcomingpodcast.com. For links to listen on your platform of choice, links to all of our social media and recent happenings.
0: Oh, what are you waiting for? Go check us out, Hanny. Thanks for coming. A RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. So so something fabulous came into my consciousness. And ironically two things two things happened at roughly the same time that were so related that I'm not sure which one to bring up first.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> but they're but they are both about a topic that you and I love to discuss, which is hideous penises.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: and And
1: i've seen my share
0: (laughs) well you know those of those of us that have seen a lot of them the more you know the more you the more penises you see the more the, the the more of a chance you have to see ones that you really didn't want to see okay so i was going through uh some old letters um and I will, I will start with this. Now I will, I, I will make a quick little uh, diversion by saying that the reason why I was going through old letters is one, I, have, I don't ever throw anything away. And um, people who, if, if you are listening to this show right now, um, you may or may not be aware that we occasionally do live streams and um, we have done quite a few this year and we're going to do more. Um, Throwback Thursday on Saturday where we do a little uh generally throwing back to the eighties. Because yeah, yeah. Because we met in the eighties and so when we throw back, it's generally although this particular letter was July ninth, nineteen ninety. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Um Oh so
1: that was right before I that was I was living in San Francisco, I guess. Or was I in Santa
0: um, Cruz? I'm I'm not sure. I don't really. I don't know.
1: Maybe it was Santa Cruz. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, it was um, Santa Cruz. It was you, Santa you're, Cruz.
0: You're okay. I'll I'll just I'll just say that you were uh, about to break up with someone named Paul because you had just met a guy named Tom.
1: Oh shit, Santa Cruz. Okay, that was a big mistake too. Oh, actually, yeah.
0: Actually. <laughs> Actually, um I can I should have been able to tell this from the uh, envelope because the envelope says Pitney Fern Cruz.
1: Oh, okay.
0: It also on the back of the envelope it says PS this letter is greasy and don't ask why. Uh,
1: oh my god. This
0: letter uh, is a thousand pages long. Uh and also has um, a clipping from a, a page you ripped out of a magazine which is re- also related to genitalia. Um
1: but <laughs> oh my god.
0: But the but the reason why I'm bringing all this up is because um wh- one thing that has happened uh and will probably happen again and again because I have so many letters <laughs> um that he wrote me over the years, because I, as I said, I do not throw things away and thank God I don't because how could anyone ever throw this away? Um, is, uh, I, I will read things to Pitney that he wrote to me many, many years <laughs> ago and to much to his delight. Now I'm, I'm going to jump to page four of this letter and I'm just going to quickly read something and then that will kick us off into the next thing, which okay. is let's talk about sex. Does a person make genitalia sexy or does genitalia remain sexy on its own? And if you see just the genitalia of a non-sexy person, will it still sexually arouse you? Or does the genitalia of an ugly person have a bad aura that permeates the sexual air like a foul stench? now i will jump in right now and say genitalia on its own does nothing for me and i think that's been made clear many times in all these conversations that we've had and that brings us to the question of ugly genitalia on a beautiful person is it truly possible Excluding, of course, contributing factors such as disease, friction marks, indiscriminate piercing of strange bodily areas, yeast infections, hickeys, etc. I ask this question with doubt, yet I know it is possible, for I have seen it with my own eyes, and little else so great was my disgust and disappointment. But alas, I'm in love now with a man who has a beautiful soul, face, personality, and even beautiful genitalia. (laughs) <laughs> and then um you reference the um pa- the page that you ripped out of a magazine which I hopefully will um refer to. I will go to that later. But the reason why I reference this letter <laughs> is because sometimes sometimes a headline will pop up in front of you and you know those headline writers they know what they're doing. Oh god, yeah. Um but what's interesting, now Now I want to make it very clear. This, this, this news story is appalling. It is horrible. And I am in no way making fun of what happened because it's terrible. Because we are talking about a prison guard who, well, it's wonderful that he got 25 years, he was sentenced to 25 years for raping many many female inmates. Oh. And he was part of a major sting operation where multiple prison guards were raping um the female inmates. Oh, really? At this prison. Okay. I mean, the story itself is horrible, but the Absolutely. reason why aspects of this story kind of went a little bit viral and the reason why I'm talking about it now is because um, let's just say if you're a man with a disgusting penis. Perhaps sexual assault where you do not want to be identified later by your disgusting penis and have your disgusting penis described at length by multiple women in a court of law. And
1: oh, okay, I can and see. Okay, <laughs> photographs
0: of your disgusting pe- penis be shown to jurors, who then it is part of the court record. The grimacing of the jurors in revulsion at the sight of your disgusting penis. Okay,
1: so let me just say, so it was it was identification by phallus then. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I
0: mean. You know, I mean, they definitely knew what guard was forcing them to suck his hideous dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact that they could describe this man's dick in the level of detail that they could, and that all these women described the same hideous dick, and clearly this is the guy with that dick, and it's proven um, he cannot deny he's the one because otherwise, yeah. how would all these women know what his dick looked like?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And of course, he refers to his own dick as the horse. Ugh
1: well, of course.
0: Because apparently, it's huge, but huge in and of itself. Not necessarily a good thing. Uh, yeah. Often, not a good thing. Frankly. As those of us who have experienced penises. Oh, to me, no. it's
1: never a good thing. But anyway. Maybe. I mean, the only <laughs> time
0: there's ever been a huge one in my presence, it was it. That one happened to be nice to look at. But, oh, my God, get that thing away from me. That oh, that thing yeah. came near me. But that's as much that's as much as can say, because it yes. was like, uh, you're not putting that anywhere yeah you're not inserting that anywhere in me because it's horrifying but i i will i will say this just because because fuck this guy perez cried wednesday as he begged the court for leniency and maintained his innocence i asked for mercy not just for me but for my family perez said through tears Uh. yeah how about you know he begging the horse, begging the horse, begging the court to, to think of his family. It's like, how about you think of your family once in a while, you rapist piece of shit. Yep. So, so, and all these, all these women who are like on, on the, on the stand having to describe this enormous penis and they're all described. Oh, mm. okay. I'm, okay. I'm just going to slowly describe and you react okay. as you see fit. Okay. The first thing I'm going to say, I'm going to know exactly, I know exactly how you're going to react. He wasn't circumcised.
1: Uh, Okay. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. I mean, that's, that's an
0: automatic. (laughs) I mean, I think we both knew that was coming. Yes. It was big and like a hook. Oh, it was humongous and curved. (laughs) It smelled like pussy. (laughs) If it didn't stink. I would have been all over that shit. Ah, That's
1: one person. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) But another one mentioned the smell and said that the smell of his dick was so awful that she want that the whole time she just wanted to throw up that it was just like the smell. It was all she could do to not vomit. Oh my God. And he just, you know, basically forced all these women to suck him off. Oh. And my and my other favorite thing was apparently, um, uh, interestingly, so I, I guess he had a tissue. He always had a tissue with him. Uh. And he would come into a tissue which he would then fold up and throw away. Which I thought was uh. a weirdly dainty move.
1: That's really weird, yeah.
0: I'm just, I, I'm so horrified by all these women basically saying like, it was just like the most disgusting dick they've ever seen.
1: Uh (laughs) And like a hook.
0: And like, and like hooked. I mean, like, like a curve to the point. And I I was almost, I was almost surprised that some of these articles, because some of these articles were being really crude, like, Mm. you know, because some of the, some of the websites are not like real news websites that we're. Oh thinking. yeah, yeah, and you know they're really, really getting into the description, and we're talking like twenty three counts of oh sexual assault. Oh my
1: god!
0: I mean, and that's you know, and so so that's I mean that's part of why it feels weird to joke about it, but the thing, but I wanted to make it very very clear that it's like. Oh, no, we're just joking about the fact that someone who is this fucking hideous. Yes. I mean, obviously, no one should, no (laughs) one should be forcing their dick on anyone. But, oh, and of course he has to register as a sex offender. And of course he just wants to be like, oh, but I'm, but I'm so innocent. It's like, that's some goddamn nerve. That is some goddamn nerve.
1: And how can he say he's innocent?
0: Yeah. I mean that I mean, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean give me a break.
0: And I I just I hope that he was looking at the jurors when they were being forced to look at pictures of his dick so that he could see their horrified faces as well. Because I'm sure something about him gets off on seeing a woman being horrified by his dick. Because obviously that's part of it. But to see a jury be like, (laughs) I mean, you know, distinctive genitals.
1: See, that's kind of glorious.
0: (laughs) I mean, I think, you know, I mean, it's like, sure, send him to jail. Make sure that everyone, it, everyone in the prison he's sent to, make sure every guy there knows exactly what he's in for. Make sure everybody knows about his oh, disgusting day. Oh, he's going to get
1: it coming the other way for sure. You oh, know. my
0: Lord. But I mean, this, it's like... You know, I'm generally not someone who would say, okay, castrate the son of a bitch, but I think, I think he should be forced to choke on his own dick. I think, I think he would be a perfect candidate for death by choking on his own dick that, you know, I have no problem with that.
1: Oh, the fact that he's a prison guard in jail for rape. Oh yeah, his ass is toast, you know.
0: Yeah, because the fact that he had been a prison guard automatically means that the other prisoners where he ends up, they're going to love him for that. Oh, you oh, think you're yeah. a tough guy? I mean, you know, there's no way he didn't get into that job because he wanted to rape prisoners. I mean, Oh
1: yeah.
0: I mean, and the fact as like I I don't know how many other guards. I just know that it was part of a big operation where, and where it was like, obviously an open secret where like all these guards were just sort of probably protecting each other. And everybody knew everybody was right. Oh, that's all probably
1: all over the place. It's probably yeah. every prison.
0: Oh my God. It's so awful. You know, but oh my God. I, so, so, you know, so disgusting dicks. They're just, I mean, a little bit gross is bad enough. But that's one of, the, I mean, that's one of the reasons why. I mean, I, I just, I generally don't find dicks to be that attractive anyway. I mean, they're they're comical to me. You know, they they'll they'll feel good when they're being used the way they're supposed yeah. to. You know, they serve their purpose. But I don't, I you know, I don't want them to look bad. But even when they look good, they're they, they're still just a dick.
1: So uh, yeah, I don't... they're kind of all, a lot of them are largely the same, you know.
0: <laughs> but what's really horrifying is, um, don't ever, I mean, unless you really want to be put off. I mean, like, don't do, like, say, a Google image search of, like, ugly dick. Because there is some head to dick ratio issues out there. Uh, (laughs) that are really kind of like like oh my god that can't be real can it you know like like a like a mushroom where like the cap is enormous but the but like the shaft of the mushroom is very small Uh. small it's like how how like that doesn't it doesn't make sense it's like a it's like a a plate balancing on like a cardboard tube or something. It's like, I don't,
1: you know, and there should be free plastic surgery for that.
0: Oh my God. It's horrifying. That's
1: based on my standards. (laughs) Free plastic surgery for that. Because let's face it. The phallus is the pillar of humanity and it needs to always be beautiful. But, And I want all the feminists to but, write me hate, hate mail.
0: But the, thing, but the thing is, even the most quote beautiful one is it though? Is it really? I mean, we had the whole year of the vagina and we had our whole thing about how women need to not worry about what their vulvas look like because they're all fine. But it's like, the, but the thing, the, but the thing about a penis is like, the, I don't even understand how some of them, I don't e- i I don't, und- I don't understand how they can, exist. Yeah,
1: like how can they perform their function? Like, I, yeah.
0: I mean, like if the head is the size of a marble, but the, but the shaft is like the width of my foot, like I don't, I oh, I don't understand I know. how some of them can even exist. And I, I'm sure that everyone, uh, that every guy who's listening, I'm sure your penis is great. We're not talking about you. I'm sure it's fine.
1: But it needs, free uh, plastic surgery to my standard should be the worldwide standard.
0: I mean, they're, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're fine. I mean, uh, I don't know. Year of Self-Care I spent a lot of years studying a thing called the Nia Technique. It's too much to go into now, but it's a dance, healing, martial arts fusion thingy created by Debbie and Carlos Rosas, two fitness instructors, who noticed that the fittest people they knew... Remember all those aerobics instructors back in the 80s? Well, they had the most injuries and chronic pain. So with them in mind, Debbie and Carlos developed a way of moving that focused on really listening to what the body is telling you it needs. It's actually really awesome and fulfilling, and I need to get back into it. And the reason I bring it up now is there's a fundamental concept in Nia that I realized this morning is sort of like a major component of mindfulness, but like a different way of looking at it. This idea is something that Debbie Rosas calls being a sensation scientist. Now, there was a time when you were very, very young that you were really tuned in to your senses. You were like a little sensory sponge, Constantly soaking up information from the world around you. And then, when your brain started thinking too much, it got in the way of the sensing. So, your body was still taking in the information, but you stopped paying attention to it in the same way. And when people talk about mindfulness, they're really talking about taking a break from the thinking and doing a few minutes of sensing. One example, Debbie Rosas doesn't just tell you to inhale, she instructs you to smell the moment. Now, we're not going to do that right now. I mean, you know, unless you feel like it. Don't mind me, knock yourself out. But I do want to talk a bit about our senses and things that are pleasurable to us. Things that smell good, look good, taste good, feel good, sound good. Some of you have kids, or maybe know someone who has a kid with sensory issues or attention issues, and there are all these cool therapies out there and toys and gadgets that soothe kids and help them focus. Do you ever think, well, I love the feeling of a soft bristled brush stroking my skin. How come that kid gets to sit there brushing her arms? I wish I could do that. Well, why don't you then? Have you noticed how plush toys are like a million times softer and fluffier now than they were when we were kids? Go get you a big plush pillow and smoosh it. Do you get a pleasant, tingly, goose feeling when someone whispers in your ear? Well, then you should definitely check out ASMR. Do you love the smell of Play-Doh or real Crayola crayons? well, keep some at your desk. Textures, scents, colors. If you love it, if it brings you any amount of joy, you shouldn't deprive yourself of it. Put that piece of candy in your mouth and let it melt on your tongue, tasting it as long as possible. Listen to that piece of music, that makes your heart swell with joy one more time before getting out of the car. Before putting those beans in the water to soak overnight, run your fingers through them and feel how perfectly smooth they are. When you were a kid, you thought being an adult meant that you could eat birthday cake every day if you wanted to. So Don't forget to let yourself be happy every once in a while. Shall I I read this? um, I don't know what this. um...
1: Yes, it's so weird that I didn't send you a news clip. Wow.
0: Well, okay. It's obviously from, oh, it's from The Advocate, but it's from what The Advocate used to be a long time ago. This is from oh. the advisor from the classified section back in the, oh, in the wow. Advocate, back when it, before it was a nice glossy magazine. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and of course, the back side of the page has an ad for a penis, for a pump. <laughs> uh, well, of course. The best phone fantasy is hard to get an 801 532 6406. Slap some buns if you dare. Oh, call 976 <laughs> Butt. <laughs> uh, looking for a lover, a friend, or just someone to talk to, like a, a whole pen pal thing.
1: Wow. Uh, but, okay. But
0: this is like an advice column sort okay. of thing. But the but the question, oh, oh, mm. okay. Well, so there's three questions, but the, you sent me the read the circled one. Okay. My partner and I enjoyed our eighth anniversary last month. We are very happy and very much in love. We make love two or three times a month, and it is satisfying. Now the downside. I have hidden a personal fetish from him all these years. Cigars. Uh, (laughs) Since my (laughs) earliest moments, cigars have been my one erotic passion. Before we met, I I dated numerous cigar smokers, but didn't find love. After my partner and I met, I never told him because I was certain he wouldn't understand. I still don't think he would. When we met, my partner was a virgin, as pure and naive as as an adult could be. He is still very uncomfortable with unusual sexual or social behavior. I have dropped small cigar hints over the years, which he has never picked up on. He complains (laughs) about the smell if we're ever near a cigar smoker. None of this gives me much hope. So I cheat on him. I have cigars custom made. Now see, this is not where I thought this was going. Uh, I thought he just thought watching a guy smoke a cigar was hot. Now, speaking as someone who was once approached in a bar by someone who was allegedly a photographer who worked for a cigar aficionado magazine back when cigars were really becoming hip in the uh, nineties and early two thousands, and he really, really wanted to, you know, photograph me with a Robusto in my mouth. Uh. I'm rolling my eyes as uh. I say that. Um, so I cheat on him. I have cigars custom made, 70 ring, 10 inches. On the evenings, my partner comes home late. I spend an hour fucking my ass with these monsters and masturbating. <laughs> I love it, but I feel guilty and unsatisfied. Okay, well then you're not masturbating very well if you're unsatisfied <laughs> by it. I have planned dozens of ways to tell him, but each year makes it harder. I'm so afraid of alienating him. I can keep going as I am, but sooner or later he'll find out, what do you recommend? What the fuck does he want? I mean, it's
1: not like his partner, his dick is going to turn into a cigar. Like, what does he want? His partner to be there while he fucks, while a, he fucks cigar? a cigar?
0: Like, yeah, I don't understand. I really, or like, he wants to. He wants to watch his partner smoke a cigar.
1: Oh, like, I my do not God. get it. I, I
0: do. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he said he was like you know, he dated cigar smokers. And I was like, that's why I, I did not understand where it was going. And this idea that cheating wow. on your partner by jacking off is like, okay, well, that's your problem, dude. If you think masturbating is cheating on your partner, then you are the one with the problem.
1: But wow, it's clearly has to do with a deep seated Al Capone f- a fetish.
0: Oh probably, yes.
1: Yes. Oh yes.
0: Because my God.
1: God but that's God, weird. Se-
0: seventy ring and ten inches long. That sounds like a uh, That sounds like a cigar that could only exist for the purpose of shoving it up your ass, doesn't it?
1: Yes, but I mean oh I my, don't know wow. much about cigars,
0: but my God, that sounds that sounds obscene.
1: Now I can see why I sent that to you. Oh totally God damn it.
0: <laughs> I mean the I mean the, the the question right before this, the first sentence is like, Oh God, wait. I recently had surgery to remove a malignant non AIDS related tumor from my rectum. I mean, like, you know, God you know, nineteen ninety, things were still really upsetting. Yes. Right yes, Good Lord. And then this one is I have a rapidly growing collection of dildos of various sizes and shapes. I have used them only on myself. I realize sharing toys is a no-no. And then this is this is basically a question about about cleaning your dildos and how to, you know, like different kinds of lubricants and, and different ways of cleaning them to make sure that you keep your dildos nice and fresh.
1: See, that's a good practical. That's a
0: very good practical question. But
1: this cigar thing. Oh my goodness.
0: (laughs) And it's right. It's right up there with the, with the old, with our old favorite big Mac story. Oh yes. That came from penthouse.
1: Oh, Oh God. Did we ever tell that story?
0: You know, I feel like we did, but I think, but we, think did. we should, I think we should tell it again. I, I, oh I think God, we should tell yes. that story at least once a year because it's <laughs> worth it. So I believe oh. we found it because it's not like we read Poundhouse all the time, but, but, um, when Penthouse had a big anniversary issue and it was the one that had, um, Tanya Harding and Jeff Galouli in it and that, uh, that issue was going around my office, which was so inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. Like there was like a big manila envelope with a clasp and it had a penthouse in it. And people would just like, like, and what, what, like one at a time, we'd all take it home. And then we'd take it back to the office and give it to the next person who wanted it. And it was like, you know, because the internet existed technically, but not in the way that it does now. And how else were we going to share things? So, (laughs) but it it has sort of a greatest hits of the penthouse forum like 25 years of the Penthouse Forum in there. And there was a, a a letter about, I guess, the husband and wife and just sharing their personal love of of the Big Mac. And how, you know, when they, like, you know, maybe once a month or something, they just, you know, go buy a big bag of Big Macs and bring it home and... <laughs> And she would take all the patties from the Big Macs and roll them up and and into like a dildo and fuck herself with them. And then he would take all the, the buns with all the lettuce and special sauce and whatever on them and jack himself <laughs> off with them. And the description went on forever. It and I know amazing. that,
1: I mean, yes, the letter was real, but I still wonder if the activity was actually real. Although people are so weird, It's so unsanitary.
0: It's so It could
1: very well be real, but I'm not convinced that it is, but who knows?
0: I don't know. There's a lot of people who are really gross. (laughs) I mean, if the woman, like, let's say if the guy had a really disgusting dick, then the woman might be the kind of person who would really want to roll up a bunch of nasty McDonald's hamburger patties and shove them up her snooch.
1: Maybe like
0: that would get her off because maybe his dick looked like a bunch of Big Mac <laughs> patties. Oh yeah! In. Oh,
1: I remember that. And though, do they yeah. really
0: roll? I mean, they would just fall apart. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, let's I'm, get real. I'm not entirely convinced that it's true, but it's a, it was fabulous. The letter was real.
0: The, I, I t- like <laughs> yeah. The letter is absolutely real. We, we read it many, many times. And that also was the same magazine that had the letter about bananas in the blender.
1: Oh, yes. Bananas in the blender.
0: <laughs> Which was a, about a guy who would just, he, his particular form of jacking off was to put a bunch of bananas in a blender and then he would like, you know, stick, his dick, bananas and stick his, den, his dick in there while the banana, but it, you know, your dick needs to not be so long that you don't have to worry about. The tip of your dick being cut off yeah. by the boring <laughs> blades at the bottom.
1: Now that I could see being a thing, I could see that being because real. guys but, yeah. will
0: stick their dicks in anything. But you know that guy really was just scary. making daiquiris one day and was like, "Hmm." Yeah, but if I remember right, did the guy someone drank? the aftermath of that, right?
1: Yeah. That was part of it. Yeah. That was part of it. Yeah.
0: Because of course, I don't think he did. I think he made his wife drink it or something.
1: But I remember I was telling somebody told me a story about when they moved in with their lover to celebrate their moving in together. They went out for very fancy martinis and they each saved a little vial of each other's cum and they poured, they poured it into each other's martinis.
0: For real?
1: For real. <sighs> For real. I mean... Yeah. And edit this out, but it was scan on
0: <laughs> Okay. Isn't that a (laughs) hoot? So, two dudes then. Yeah. I guess. I mean, not that it really matters, but I. I don't. I I mean, I'm never going to be the person who's like, yeah, I would do that. No, I wouldn't. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher.
1: If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves loves stickers. stickers!
0: Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get
1: new episodes first and are also more
0: attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.
1: But that oh, but that oh, I laughed so hard when I was told that. But the whole the the, the just the banana, the special banana frosty just made me think of that.
0: Oh. <laughs> it's just oh, so much no.
1: The daiquiri supreme.
0: <laughs> it's like ooh, is there is this salted caramel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh
1: there egg in this oh the world is so fabulous sometimes oh my god (laughs)